Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Money Honeys, where we, Freddie, Chantel, and Devin, are not only mastering our financial prowess, but we're developing our business brilliance as well. We have our returning guest of the pod, George Azar. Woo, my boo. Adore this man. <laughs> we love. I, oh man, we love. I love him. George Azar is a financial planner, CPA, and founder of Holistic Budget. Devotees might remember our bestie George from the episode that was all about budgeting. He is here today to talk about how the F do we start a business? We got LLCs, we got S-Corps, we got C-Corps, all of it. Whew, if you are a freelancer or thinking about starting a business, don't go anywhere because you'll need to know all of this. Literally all of this because they don't teach you this in school. Mm-hmm. And then you miss it and then you have to pay money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain is already spinning just thinking about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They sure don't teach you. And for that reason, we're going to teach you in two parts. So today we have... Part one of how the fuck do I start a business? Fun fact, Money Honeys is a business. So we're a little well-versed, but not really. Not really. (laughs) It was all Mama Chantel. Yes. Thank you, Chantel. I created our S-Corp, but thank you all for being so willing and for signing stuff. Yes. (laughs) Anytime. You made it easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Legal Zoom, baby. Legal Zoom is where it's at for me. So we have so much to cover with baby George. This is such a meaty topic. We're going to hop into it after After the break. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And we are back. We have our guest, George Azar, back in the stew with us. Hey, George. Hey, George. Hello. Hello, everyone. Oh, my oh I'm so happy to be here. I, it was just so much fun the last time. Yeah. And, yes. Oh, yeah. You're, uh, you're our fave. So. True. Oh, yes. Yes. Same. Yes. <laughs> our bestie, George. <laughs> uh, so, George, we want to talk about how to start a business. Okay. So what are some of the reasons why someone would be starting a business? 
It's a great question. Uh, there are quite a few different reasons. If you are on your own, congratulations. You are independent of the man. Uh, <laughs> God bless, Sam. Well, Maybe. actually, no, you're more indebted to Uncle yeah, Sam. Yeah, we're always yeah. indebted to Uncle Sam. He's always there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like God looking down over yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But the great thing about business is, you know, there's there's tax reasons, there's business reasons, depending on how you form your, you know, whether you form into a entity mm -hmm. or it be a sole proprietorship, that all depends on your susceptibility for liability. And mm -hmm. that's where, you know, I always recommend talk to an attorney, a business mm -hmm. attorney when it comes to those matters, um, because they will be able to advise you as far as the different entity structures, what type of protections they have. You know, as, as a general rule, corporations have the most protection, mm. sole proprietorships have the least protection. So mm. um, basically, you know, protecting yourself if you're in a high industry uh, or, or high, excuse me, a high um, uh, uh, volatile or, or high risk industry, mm -hmm. you know, go, going into an, an entity structure may be best for you just mm -hmm. for liability purposes. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the tax issues. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certain ways S-Corps are kind of the top dogs when it comes to tax savings. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that a lot more because mm -hmm. uh, that's actually one of my most favorite subjects is talking about S-Corps because so many people mm. get thrown into them haphazardly, not realizing the ramifications. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's and it's usually not the business owner's fault. It's usually mm. poor advice that was granted down to them, whether it be from the attorney mm -hmm. or the CPA. Mm -hmm. um, I see this all the time. I've literally built my practice around either dissolving or starting S corporations just mm. because of the mismanagement. So, wow. Uh, but yeah, that and then also just the the freedom that you have, being able to you know distinguish yourself separate from the entity. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the person who is either employed or the own and and or the owner of mm -hmm. that entity mm -hmm. um, or if you're a sole proprietorship just being able to you know work under a DBA and we can mm -hmm. get into that process as well of, of what that that mm -hmm. entails and such. doing business as doing business as. <laughs> <laughs> officially yes <laughs> what if you just want to be a corporation because Uncle Scam respects them more than being an individual oh good question what if what if <laughs> Well, so <laughs> what if, George? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Hey, if it's about reputation, it's all about opportunity costs, is what it comes down to. Does the benefit outweigh the cost? You know, yeah. so it's it's general economics. You know, right. I have multiple times where I have people say, "I just want an entity. I don't care if I owe eight hundred dollars a year for this. I don't mm -hmm. care if you know what what the tax ramification. I just want to have an entity. I want to be able to tell people that I am the CEO. Perfect. <laughs> okay. If that's <laughs> that trumps it's everything else. Yeah. Wow. You want to put it on LinkedIn. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, I want to start a business profile. Wait, <laughs> went on LinkedIn is like CEO and creative director. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Of Chantel Houston. Yeah. <laughs> CEO of Chantel Houston Inc. <laughs> a professional corporation. Yeah. yeah. George, I have a question that's not like, I don't want you to read into it, okay? But I'm actually very curious about mm -hmm. this um, for creative purposes. Um, what is the best business if you want to do shiesty stuff? Oh, shiesty stuff. <laughs> like, if you, like, uh. <laughs> like, what like if you're OnlyFans type stuff? No, like, what if your business is shysty. I'm, I'm going to leave it open. Like, could be OnlyFans, could be money laundering, could be anything. Like, All right, let's get into it. What, what is the best tax qualification <laughs> if you're doing shady shit? Well, it, the ultimate rule is with shady shit is that the IRS, whether you're Al Capone or you, you know, you're 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 doing money laundering, whatever it is, the I, like that's the funniest thing about all this is that you know, and why I think the the orange bad you know monster for, that was previously our president is most likely going to go down is because of tax fraud. Like mm. Al Capone went down because of tax fraud. Like yeah. all these different like shady people, like and and eventually Trump 
most likely will go down for tax fraud. Mm. The reason is because they participate in illegal businesses. And it's not because they're doing illegal businesses. It's because the IRS code literally says if you make any income from any sources, whether it's legal or not, you have to report that income. Yeah. And so, like, they don't care. Like, you it's can... not like, yeah, they're not actually, like, mad that you're, like, right. <laughs> a, dr- a kingpin. Literally, like, you will not get into tax, uh, you won't be in a tax fraud position if you report all of your income. That's what it comes wow. down to. Now, now wow, the law is also nice. you can't take deductions, you know, so that's, you know, that's the, the other, that's why, like, you know, weed companies and all that, they, yeah. they don't have bank accounts or whatever it is. One, federal, you know, they're, re- they're federally recognized and regulated. So, you know, be, being a class one narcotic, uh, marijuana companies aren't able to have bank accounts. But the other thing is, too, that, you know, they have to file a tax return. So, like, they, the IRS isn't going to come after you because you're selling weed. Mm-hmm. They're going to come after you if you don't report all of your income. Mm. And so... Uh, and then California is a whole different thing because it's legal. So you have this, it's kind of like with like marriage equality where, you know, before before marriage equality, you know, the states had their own tax forms where you mm-hmm. can do married filed jointly. And then on the federal level, you would, you know, put single. Um, and so, so yeah, so it's, it's kind of this thing where, you know, you have to report all of the income regardless. And then if it's an illegal business, like if you have an escort company, not an S-corp. <laughs> Why not both? Right, exactly. That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> right. As much as you want to write I off. I love the brand you know, name. Right, right. Yeah. I actually thought about that on the drive here. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cute little, like, where am I going to throw that one in? <laughs> So glad we got in there. Yes, handed it right to you. Yes, you did. It was was almost like we like collaborated before. (laughs) In the stew. We did not. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad. But yeah, just as long you know, you're not able to take deductions. But as long as you report that income, now. If you are doing a legal business, but you're doing things illegally, mm. that's a whole separate issue. So you can have a legal entity and, you know, file the articles of organization or incorporation, depending on, you know, which structure. But, you know, especially so so corporations, whether it be an S corp or a C corp for legal purposes. And again, I preface this with I am not an attorney. I'm not giving any legal advice. Mm-hmm. This is just a general rule as a CPA understanding is that. Corporate, corporate structures are like top dog when it comes to liability protection. So there's something called piercing the corporate veil mm. that if you perform an act of, of gross neglect and it was intentional, then they can pierce through the corporate the corporate structure and mm. come after the individual shareholders themselves. Mm. Um, where if it's the S corporate or the, the S corp or the C corp that's doing, you know, something illegal or whatever it is, then then that entity will be held liable and then, you know, then lawsuits can come against them. But again, if they can prove that you as the shareholder were willfully and neglectfully and, and intentionally doing something that is really shady, they can come after you individually and the, the corporate structure then becomes null and void. Mm, interesting. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Not a lot to think about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot so, to think about. Right, right, right. So the moral of the story is don't do shady shit. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> Listen, I represent part of our listeners who sometimes gotta. <laughs> I identify as sometimes I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> uh, so what what are you know, we're talking a lot about corporations, S Corps, C Corps, mm-hmm. all that. Can you walk us through the different types of businesses and how to choose each one? Yeah. What they mean? Absolutely. Them, all yeah. it. All of the above. All of the above. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what LLC stands for. What Limited is... Liability Company. Yeah. Great oh. entry point. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Strap in. <laughs> it's yes. like LLC, question mark. <laughs> right, right, right. Tell me. Right, all ears. What's funny is LLCs came into existence fairly recently. I don't know exactly Mm. when, but 
they were so so you had partnerships the LLPs limited liability partner partnerships where the the individual partners had their own liability so if they brought you know if it's an accounting firm or anything like that they bring in their book of business and so it isolates it based off of the 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 owner where an LLC came into the play and it kind of acts like a corporation like there's 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 a lot more protections for an LLC um, but it it still allows to have the you know the LLC structure whether you want to be taxed as a partner partnership or, or corporation you can elect that but the LLC in and of itself uh, limits the liability um, at the at the corp at, at the, the company level excuse me I said corporate uh, company level but then if there isn't gross neglect then you know obviously that would fall on the individual so if like you have a a partner who is doing something really shady mm -hmm. and you know it, it could be traced to them again talk to your your attorney about this and verify those facts <laughs> um, it will stay at, at that that person it won't mm -hmm. it won't infect the entire company Got in you. Mm -hmm. so you have so you have two, when you're selecting an entity, the, the, the two primary things to take into consideration are the legal issues and then the tax issues and treatments and how they're treated. So mm -hmm. legal issues, again, going back to corporations, they are top dog unless you gross neglect, you know, uh, you, you, they could pierce the corporate veil. Mm -hmm. That's like the, mo the the highest protection you can get entity structure wise. Mm. Then you have, then you go down to the LLC and that, like we just talked about. So that has more protection than the LLP. The LLP has uh, more protection than a uh, sole proprietorship. Sole mm. proprietorship is pretty much the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. when it comes to liability protection. So it mm. opens you wide up. So your personal assets are no different than the business yes, assets in a, per, mm. in a sole proprietorship. So if you were to be sued, they can come after your personal assets, where if you're in an entity structure, they come after the assets of that company, again, as long as there's no gross gross neglect. So that's the legal side of it. And I just wanted to kind of highlight that because, again, that's not my area of specialty and it's, you know, should be talked to an attorney. But with taxes, and this is my favorite part. I know, right? Yeah, that meme. Is it the shack? Oh, That's right. And then the cat's like sitting there, like, yeah. Yep, exactly. That's good. Classic. Exactly. Yes. So there are very common misconceptions about the tax benefits for having an entity versus a sole proprietorship. Mm. So I, number one is the single member LLC. Mm -hmm. I often get clients that say, hey, I heard that I can save a lot more in taxes if I start an LLC by myself as mm -hmm. opposed to being a sole proprietorship. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm like, absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh see, right. I thought that. Right. Because a single member LLC is considered disregarded for federal tax purposes. And what that means is they don't recognize a single member LLC as a separately taxable entity. So what ends up happening if you have a single member LLC, it gets reported on your Schedule C. Now the name of the LLC will be on there because it'll say, what's the business name? And you'll have it, you know, ABC LLC. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that's yeah. really good. <laughs> We're coming up with some bangers. I, yes, I did not think about that one all the way here. <laughs> ABC LLC. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That throughout the entire time um, <laughs> there is no separate tax form on the federal level as far as an LLC so you know whether you know the home office deduction mileage deductions all of that whether you're a single member LLC or a sole proprietor those rules are still the same so that's mm. it's so funny because I always get clients like and, and and I don't want to assume the intention of whoever gave them advice but it is a lot more administratively costly to have an entity because you have to keep separate books and records and all mm -hmm. of that um, but there really is no no benefit that I can see. I'm going to mm -hmm. disclaim that is that I I have yet to do to find to come across any research that an LLC for tax purposes, not mm -hmm. legal purposes, for tax purposes, that's different a single member LLC that's different between a sole proprietorship. Mm -hmm. Where did we get that from? I feel like we got that from yeah. the, um, the 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 Twitter professionals. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. The Twitter tax, mm -hmm. like the the yes. you know the rise and grind people. Oh, you know? yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God, I cannot tell, and now it's on TikTok. Yeah. Yes. I had a client send me something and they're like, hey, um, I saw this TikTok, I can buy a luxury vehicle every year and write it off and be fine. And I'm like, what? yes, no joke. This woman on, on TikTok was like giving tax advice 
no credentials whatsoever. I went to her profile. I was like, who are you? She was like, oh, yeah, I've been buying a, a Range Rover every year, and I've been writing it off, and then I go and buy another one. And I'm like, wait a second. That's a depreciable asset. Okay, fine. You know, whatever accountant, like there's certain rules with like bonus depreciation. I won't go into the details about that. Um, but, but vehicles don't fall under that bonus depreciation. But let's entertain it for a second. Okay, fine. You're able to write off the whole vehicle in a year. You now have a zero tax basis inside of that vehicle. So when you go to sell it or exchange it or do something with that, you owe taxes mm. on whatever the, the, the sell price is less your basis. Your basis is zero. So you pay capital gains and it would be short term because it was held for less than a year on that vehicle. So I was just like, absolutely not. Do not do that. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> I will fire you in an instant if you do that. Oh, <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. The wow. Twitter professional. Yeah. Yes. Get out of here. The, there's like Twitter attorneys. You yeah. know the Twitter attorneys, yes. the Twitter music execs who knows they know everything that's right. happening behind the scenes <laughs> right. when an album comes out. Yeah. Like, there's oh. just like all these just like people on Twitter or even TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly where we get this information yeah. from. So we hear it from social media. We hear it from our friends, mm -hmm. their accountants or whatever. But when you actually sit down and do it and try to explain it to people, like mm -hmm. they're like, oh, wait, that's not right. That's right. not accurate. Yeah. You know? Right. So it might offer more like legal protection-ish exactly. mm -hmm. than if you're just on your own without a business. But tax-wise, you're getting kind of screwed. Exactly. Exactly. Like, again, this is my based off of my research. Yeah. I have yet for someone to prove me wrong in this. Yeah. But if you look at the tax return. Now, the other thing about that, too, that's a downside for tax purposes is that in the state of California, like if you're in New York or you're you know, in another state, like LLC fees are like twenty five, fifty, hundred dollars, depending on gross receipts. Mm -hmm. California, the starting one is eight hundred dollars mm -hmm. a year. So you can make zero. You can make negative income on an L a single member LLC and still have to pay eight hundred dollars per year. Now, some people argue and say, well, I have the liability protection and that's why I have it. Fine. Mm -hmm. But you can also get personal liability insurance and an mm -hmm. umbrella that would be much less than that. So. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so interesting the, the the stuff that just floats out there. So yes, so in California, it it does not make sense to be an LLC if you're not doing it for any other reason but legal reasons or protection or you know right. some other you know altruistic. But tax yeah. in and of itself, on a tax return, it looks the same as if you're a sole proprietorship. Mm. Other than California, where you have to do a form five sixty eight, but that just reports the gross receipts from the LLC, which then determines how much you owe, that $800 that, or 1700 6200 or $11,000 uh, mm. based off your gross receipts. Anyway. Wow. So that's the LLC. We, we don't we don't like him very much. Yeah. We don't I, like him very wow, much. Wow, that's crazy. Because I yeah. feel like just a couple years ago, you and I were having this discussion with yeah. what kind of business should we open? Yes. And we were deciding between... Yes. Okay, well, I want to know really fast, what are the different types of businesses? Because I think mm -hmm. I'm starting to get confused because I heard sole proprietorship, obviously we talked about, LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps. Mm -hmm. My head is spinning. Yeah. Yeah. What the what, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so for tax purposes, so entity-wise, you know, a corp is a corp, whether you're an S-corp or you're a C-corp. Um, you know, uh, it's so confusing. For tax purposes, a, a corporation could be an S-corp or a C-corp. If you are an LLC, you automatically default as a partnership, but you can elect 
to be treated for tax purposes as a C-Corp or an S-Corp if you get those elections approved. Um, and there's certain form. Mm-hmm. What's an election? Oh, sorry. So the election is, is uh, so if you're an LLC and you elect to be treated like a corporation, you have to fill out a separate form that says, I am an LLC that wants to be treated as a um, as a corporation, um, a, a C corporation, or wants to be treated as an S corporation. Then with the S corporation, you have to actually elect for that S corporation status too, uh, as well as on the 2553 form. So, or you can do it on the initial filing of the tax return. So, so an LLC and uh, an LLC can elect to be treated for tax purposes as a partner, or well, default it, it's a partnership, or it can elect to be treated as a C corp or an S corp if it gets the, the S election. So, I guess my question is, why would you? Why wouldn't you just be be yeah an S corp or a C corp? Why are yeah. we going through that the LLC then. hole? No, that's perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect question. So, so as far as the the uh, corporate structure and how it's taxed, the distinguishment between the C corp and the S corporation. A C corp has a double taxation issue, and what that means is that the entity in and of itself has a tax and that's where it's at you know 21% currently and, and it you know will be fluctuating and such but but the C corp in and of itself gets taxed there uh, let's just say for example purposes your net income is $20,000 you know you owe $4,000 on on that and that's the tax that the corporation pays then how a C corp is treated for tax per- or how the shareholders receive the benefits of that that corporation is through dividend distributions. Mm. So mm-hmm. let's say that corporation then distributes five thousand dollars of dividends. The the person the the shareholder picks that up and then is taxed on those dividends as well. So it becomes mm. double taxed because it's on already taxed dollars. So yeah. so that's where the introduction of the S corp came in. So this was in the eighties. Um, it was like the heydays of, of like finding tax loopholes. Thanks, Reagan. <laughs> yeah, thanks, um, Reagan. <laughs> I said that half-assedly, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, the S-Corp became the vehicle to be able to, to mitigate that, that double taxation. So what happens is for legal purposes, the, S-cor- the corporation is still treated like a C-Corp or just a corporation in general. Uh-huh. But for tax purposes, it's, it's, it's like a partnership where the income flows from the entity down to the individual shareholders yep. that you pick up a K-1. So effectively what happens is no income, there's no taxable income at the S corporation level because everything is now being passed down to the individual shareholders who then pay taxes on their pro rata share of that net income. So in that example, that 20,000, you have a 50-50 partnership. Uh, the, the S corporation will fill out the 1120S. There's no tax due on that. Mm. And then 10,000 will go to one shareholder, 10,000 will go to the other. It'll be taxed on their 1040 individual tax return. Mm. So that's kind of how they got around it. So like, so it's the best of all worlds where it's like you have the corporate protections in an S corp, but then you also have the pass through treatment in an S corp for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. So who's doing C corp? Cause it doesn't seem right. like it's, <laughs> Like, what do we need it for? Big businesses. No. Like Lay's. Great question. The big right? Ones. The biggins, okay. right? The biggins, exactly. Okay. Like, the biggins. The biggins, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, the you know, like uh, publicly traded part, uh, publicly traded companies need to be corporations. Mm. So, like, in uh, order Maytag. To, yeah, Maytag, exactly. <laughs> start naming exactly. them. Starbucks. <laughs> <it>. McDonald's. The corporations that are public. Yeah, so the corporation has to be a C corporation to yeah. be public. And there's privately okay. traded or there's publicly traded partnerships as well, but mm. in order to be a corporate corporation because you have shareholders, so it's 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 public money that's that's going in there. So when yeah. you buy shares in a company, you become an owner in that right. company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then how you get rewards is through dividends and then also the appreciation of those stocks, but mm-hmm. we could think Dodge versus Ford on that one and that's a whole <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> the profitability of corporations. It was a case in the 20s that ended 
ended up, or 30s, I think it was, uh, Dodge ended up suing Ford because Ford said that they were going to keep the money inside of the corporation and do research and development and pay their employees more. Well, Ram was, uh, Dodge was a was a huge investor and he was a big shareholder in there. So mm. he sued Ford for doing that because he's like, no, the benefit of a corporation is the profitability of its shareholders. And the Supreme Court actually ruled in favor of Dodge yeah. saying, yes, the intent of a corporation is the profitability and hence why we're in this shitty situation where Apple's R&D goes down and our you know, research and development has gone down and all mm. that because wow. they're just Because they have up. to pass it out to the shareholders exactly. versus reinvesting like back into their company. Exactly. 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 So. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, that is some history. Yeah. Thanks, Dodge. What's the book? I forgot. It's a Main Street. Uh, how it's something about how Main Street uh, eats, or, or how Wall Street eats Main Street, or something along those lines. Mm. It's an, a fascinating book. It talks about the like the the capitalization and and uh, um, leveraging of corporations like like Apple, um, you know, basically yeah. becoming banks in a sense, you know, and yeah. driving up their shares yeah. and appreciation. And anyway, it's it's a fa- that book talks a lot about that case too in wow. the in the 30s about Dodge vs. Ram. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Anyway, all that to say, so yeah, so so corporate corporations the the biggest thing about that is you know the profitability is you know that that they're able to you know uh, have that money um, and then distribute it down to their shareholders and then the shareholders end up picking they don't care about the double taxation because it's the shareholders responsibility to pay taxes on those dividends mm-hmm. they just have to pay the corporate tax rate um, so yeah and so 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 there's that reason um, sorry I lost my train of thought well, okay so now <laughs> we've done S corps we've done C corps talk to me about you, I understand the the like the a pyramid of like protection mm-hmm. because then they have from the like the liability side these are more protected but then we move down to LLCs and sole proprietorships mm-hmm. so why in a tax situation would somebody do that if it's not beneficial to them like well, talk to me about yeah. the development of these plans great great question so if if you have partners then an LLC or an LLP is beneficial because it 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 protects the liability for you as the individual partner if someone was you know was to do something shady or, or anything like that mm. the other thing is you know a, a, an llc a multi-member llc is what we call them a multi-member llc or llp if treated for tax purposes as a partnership will be a flow through like an s corp where it takes the income and it all passes down to the individual partners they pay their respective taxes you know as as a as a partner you know you can also pay yourself from the llc or the llp you know through wages if you if you materially participate in there because what ends up happening you know you could do special allocations there's a lot of like creative ways that llcs and llps have from corporations with corporations they're a lot more strict so whatever your percentage is, is what you get. Like there's no like, you know, well, this person worked more, so we're gonna allocate more dividends to them or more, more income. No, your pro rata shares come out at, based off of your percentages. Where an LLC and an LLP, you can do special special allocations. Now, granted, you do have something what we call economic, uh, substantial economic effect, where if you have one one person who's getting a lot of money, but they're not putting enough money into the the corporation or into the to the business to the LLC or LLP. There may be tax consequences when they actually get rid of their their interest because their basis in that um, entity has you know gone below. They have anyway. And that's a very complicated subject that we won't cover because it'll <laughs> melt your brains. It melts my brain. So I'm just gonna say that. Like I, whenever I get someone who does like special allocations, I'm like, let me refer you out to somebody else. You know, because it's just such a but. But LLCs and LP give you that like freedom to be mm. able to do special allocations and kind of structure things differently and. Such. It's like one of those colleges that are like, create your own major. Exactly. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> really like, just being like, I made 10K this year. I have to report that to the government. These are the taxes that I pay mm-hmm. on it. End of story. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Mm. Exactly. Which is what it would be if you were like a, a individual mm-hmm. versus being a business. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. So exactly. So you get on your K one. You pick up the net proceeds of your percentage based off of the activity within that that entity. Mm-hmm. So, 
let's just say you have a 60-40 partner, 60%, 40%, and it's $20,000, what's going to end up happening is that there will be a distribution based off of your ownership percentages. So, so oh my gosh, wow, why did I do those numbers? I think 12,000 <laughs> wait, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I'm like 10% times two, like that's how my brain works. Like, yeah, $12,000 and $8,000 go to those, you know, based off of that net income. And mm-hmm. so then they pick that up and then it becomes self, it's also subject to self-employment tax, which mm-hmm. will then get into the benefits of an S-corp. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah, so then you're taxed on, you know, the, that amount on income tax and self-employment tax because because you know you are a partner that didn't get wages withheld or, or anything like that from from the LLC or the LLP. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, the LLC can I mean I guess that's one of the benefits if you're a single member LLC um, you can at some point elect to be treated as an S-corp. So some people say, okay, well, let me just get the entity protection. And I know that at some point, once my gross receipts start coming up, I'm going to elect to be an S-corp. So you already have it established as opposed to having going through that process again. So that can be another reason why somebody starts an LLC. Sorry, throwback. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you brought it back around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're like going to create a business, can you just create an S-corp from the get-go? No. Great question. So you have to go the LLC and election route. You you have to go C corp and then elect S corp. So you can set up a corporation. So on the so for legal purposes, you either incorporate or you organize. Incorporations are for corporations. So they don't care. Like the the Secretary of State, you do it on the Secretary of State's website, and then there's also lo- local jurisdiction stuff and regulations and registration and stuff. But simply speaking. Entities are governed by state agencies, Mm -hmm. and those are by the Secretary of State. So on the Secretary of State's website, you go there and you say, I want to file articles of organization. That means that you want to file as an LLC or an LLP. And then it'll ask you which one you want. Um, If you do articles of incorporation, that means you're becoming a corporation. Now, it's the same type of process, whether you're a nonprofit or you're a C-Corp. I mean, there's different applications, mm-hmm. but it's the same type of process where you are going in saying, I am a corporation. Then if you want to be treated as an S-corporation, you need to get the good graces from Uncle Sam and file the 2553 form, which is an election to be treated to be treated as an S-corporation. Mm-hmm. And so, so legally it stays the same the entity is what it it is what it is it just stays a corporation regardless for tax purposes that election then gives you the the good graces to to not be treated as a c corp but an s corporation and the irs has to approve it mm-hmm. um which what's the reason that they would deny um either um the the disqualification so s corporations have very strict rules you can't have more than 100 members they have to be u.s citizens um they can't be a state States or trusts or like they can't be other entities. It has to be like an individual. Well, there's certain trusts that can be, um, but but they're they're very strict rules. Mm-hmm. Um, the other reason is because maybe that entity applied for S corporate corporate uh, structure before and terminated it. There's a five year waiting period on mm. that. So the the IRS might say, wait, you already had S corp status two years ago. You know, you can't do this until five. You know, so there's there's multi. Those are like the most common. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's if it if they don't qualify, then then it it shouldn't be approved. I've I've seen it where it has been, and I'm like, oh my god. So then we had to rope in an attorney, and anyway, it became a mess. <laughs> it was just a mess, a whole hot mess, mess. A whole yeah, mess. a whole mess. Um, but but yeah, so for so for entity purposes, you are what you are. Mm-hmm. For tax purposes, you make those elections to be treated a certain way. Oh, that mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes what sense. happens if you go from LLC? <laughs> like, what if, yeah. aka, here's what I did. Yeah. Did I fuck yeah. up? <laughs> um, <laughs> what if you like formed an LLC and then kind of the same deal? Like a year later, you're like, okay. I should be an S corp, mm-hmm. so then I elect to be yep. an S corp. That's all good. Totally fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have so, articles mm-hmm. of organization versus incorporation. Exactly. So you stay in LLC for legal purposes. You mm-hmm. don't have to pretty much do anything with the Secretary of State. You're still a viable business. Mm-hmm. But for tax purposes, you've elected to be treated. So there's two forms. Actually, I forgot the the number of the form, but there is the like it's an intent to change. 
um, how your entity is taxed. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the 2553. So everybody fills out the 2553. Or mm -hmm. you can check the box election. There's a check the box election on the um, on the 1120S that you can, you know, elect to be treated. There's also you can, you know, if you did a late election, there's relief for that. There's it's pretty it's pretty um, like the IRS makes it pretty easy for somebody yeah. to do that. Yeah, it was literally to. one form. And then like mm -hmm. six months later, it, I got a letter that yes. was like, great, you'll be treated as an escort from like the beginning of this year. And exactly. I was like, cool. Yeah, exactly. So they're just informed. And six months is good. I'm still waiting for one client for a year now. <laughs> it's been it's been nuts. Wow. Yeah. 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 The IRS is is a shit show right now, as yeah. we like to say. Not yeah. their fault, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is nitty gritty. Is it? <laughs> no, it's is it. it like bad to have articles of organization versus articles of incorporation? Um, not bad. It, it depends on what your intent is. So that's where it comes mm -hmm. down to the legal side of it, where mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, so um, if you are an LLC treated as an S corporation, you still keep the articles of organization because mm -hmm. you didn't change the entity. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to start a new entity and dissolve that LLC, then you can do that. But no, there's no that that's more like the legal side where like, yeah. you know, if you were to be sued, they would be suing the LLC. Versus suing the corporation. Exactly. Got it. Because it's not, yeah. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. And so then since I'm like kind of basically just like quote unquote like incorporated myself, it, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm not trying to create like a BuzzFeed right. <laughs> from my like LLC that's now an S Corp. I'm just kind of like, all right, I just want like mm -hmm. tax benefits for me as a freelancer. Exactly. So when you elect S Corp, you're not changing the entity structure. Mm -hmm. You're changing the way that entity is treated for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. See, this is what I don't understand, y'all. Yeah. And this is like a digression, but <laughs> stick with me. The government can't recognize folks who, you know, are <laughs> you know, different genders. They can't use different pronouns, but we can transform businesses <laughs> and be considered like yep. different tax entities yep. within months. And the government's right. like, cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that point. It's true. I mean, yes. that it's works true. for us as long as we get our money. Yeah. You know, like, what? It's true. Yeah. I love. That. Have you read Sapiens? No, oh, I've, I've, it's on my Amazon wish list. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of it. <laughs> it talks about that. How like entity, like they then they use a car company um, as an example. They're like, mm -hmm. this is a figment of our imagination. It's mm -hmm. because as a community, we've decided that this is what it is. You know, that can change with laws. But you're right. Like when it is it the forms? Like, is the it same. the formage? Yeah. Because right. like right. If, it's, if that's it, we can make up some bullshit forms right. for people to like fill out. Right. Well, I can do that right now. I'm on Google yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm sure fill I can Google forms. forms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WWW. Right. right. Yeah. No, true. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. Just get a form and throw a bunch of numbers together and call it a a four one one four six A B C D E and now. Internal corporation. Yes. I, I don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I am an S Corp, mm -hmm. but I, I did the route of, like I said, create mm -hmm. my LLC and then elected to be an S Corp. I like sent in the form, got my response magically. Mm -hmm. And so then now it's like what you were saying of in order to pay the quote unquote members, aka me. I basically I, I like run payroll now, mm -hmm. but then like the money if I made ten thousand like if I did a deal whatever I get ten thousand that ten thousand isn't like taxed until I run it mm -hmm. through Your the payroll, payroll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then it's like I'm paying just like my normal taxes I would if I was getting paid ten thousand from a company yeah exactly. yeah and then my escort pays a little bit too right. No, so the S corp does well. The S yes, sorry, the S corp like on the pays payroll? half of the pay yeah. yeah the payroll the Social Security and Medicare tax exactly right mm -hmm. and you pay half yeah mm -hmm. that's perfect segue into what I want to talk about with S corps is mm. that because so there the one one was the, the one that I often get is the single member LLC the second one is the S corp people mm. just get thrown into S corps yeah 
going back to the conversation about in the 80s when S-Corps came into existence, what ended up happening was people were like, okay, great. This is a viable way for me to avoid payroll taxes. Mm -hmm. what, it, what that is, it's Social Security and Medicare. If you are an employee and you receive a W-2, you will see on there FICA. You'll mm -hmm. see, you know, federal, um, you'll see Medicare, Social Security. The companies in and of themselves pay half and you pay the other half. If you're a sole proprietor, you end up paying the full amount. You get a deduction for that. But anyway, the, you know, to be able to mitigate the, the additional tax on that. But what happens in an S Corp is that you are the owner and you're an employee. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that people miss. I have had countless clients come to me saying hey my accountant told me to become an s corp uh, become an s corp said i would be saving thousands of dollars mm -hmm. on payroll i didn't explain it to me i've never issued payroll um what's going on and i would look at their tax return and then you know they would make like you know i just give a random number let's just say forty thousand mm -hmm. dollars and i'm like this doesn't make sense mm -hmm. because because what happens is so in the 80s they were like people were just funneling cash from the s corporation they were taking distributions from the s corp but they weren't paying themselves a salary so the mm. irs nipped that in the butt real quick mm. and basically said no like in order for you to become an s corp or to 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 oblige by the rules of an s corp you need to pay yourself a reasonable salary because what happens is the salary is taxed at income tax and and then payroll taxes and then anything else that comes out of the S corp to the shareholder is taxed at income tax, but it's not taxed at that payroll tax, that 15%. Mm. And so what people were doing was they're like, okay, I'm gonna issue myself $10,000 and then take $90,000 out of this mm. S corporation and I'll pay income tax on the 90, but I won't have to pay any taxes on payroll taxes. And that's where the IRS will will yeah. audit i it's not a matter of if but when they will come mm. after you um because this reasonable salary in the system too hard right and that, <laughs> right and, well, and that's the thing like people yeah. just like they like and i feel so bad because i get so many people that come to me and they're like mm. my accountant told me to do this and he elected me as an s corp and i don't know what to do mm -hmm. like you know and so most of the times i you know i can't tell you how many times i've had to like advise them to dissolve the S corporation because it made absolutely no sense based off of their income because mm -hmm. most of their income was going to go to wages anyway. So mm -hmm. there's no benefit of the S corp because mm -hmm. nothing's getting taken out at, you know, payroll tax. So like, you know, so I have a general rule and this is my rule. This is where, you know, this isn't, this isn't IRS. This isn't anything. My rule is that if, if somebody doesn't have more than a hundred thousand dollars in gross receipts, it makes absolutely no sense to be an S corp mm -hmm. because especially in California with the reasonable salary, you know, the IRS is very opaque when it comes, they're like just reasonable salary. They don't tell us like they, they give us like general guidelines, but they don't tell us this is a reasonable salary. Mm -hmm. This is how you can determine it. Um, and so it's left up to the tax practitioners and the lawyers to figure out what is a reasonable salary based on industry, where you live, what type of income you're receiving. You know, uh, you know, it could be argued that an actor, um, because because it is their image, there, it's some it's, it's like likeness and image is is the term, because their business is solely based off of their image, all of their income can could be treated as salary because mm. again, like the business in and of itself has no intrinsic value other than that person being being the image. So, mm -hmm. so making sure that you give yourself some sort of reasonable salary based off of, you know, and I do it based off of, you know, the what's reasonable and, you know, whether it be through Glassdoor or anything like that, figuring out what the, the national, the, the national and local averages are mm -hmm. for someone in that similar position that will almost guarantee you not becoming under the scrutiny of the IRS because mm -hmm. they're going to see. So there's two places on the tax return where that's reported. There's a specific place on your 1120S that says officer wages, and it has the name and the social security number of that officer. And they look at that wage line and they say, okay, then they go to your K-1 and they look at the distribution. I believe it's box 15 or 16. Um, <laughs> I should know that one by heart. Um, <laughs> if there's no distribution there, then you're fine because you didn't take mm -hmm. anything out of the S corporation. It stayed within the corporation. Mm -hmm. and it's, but if you're taking money out of that corporation in mm -hmm. addition to your salary mm -hmm. or you have no salary at all mm -hmm. that pushes your return higher up 
the IRS's um, uh, audit list mm. because they're seeing that there's a distribution and if they see no wages there, they're like, well, wait a second, this person is abusing the S Corp. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so it's 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 very imperative that you talk to a competent mm -hmm. <laughs> CPA, mm -hmm. keyword competent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the C stands for competent. Exactly. Competent, competent for, yeah. Yeah, public yeah. accountant. Yeah. <laughs> we should reach out. Talking branding. about our different forms. We should probably reach out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the branding. Right. Yes. Um, who understands these rules, that understands that you need to have you you are an employee of your S Corp and you are also a shareholder and making sure that you are getting a reasonable salary from that S Corp. And you don't have to do that by yourself. I speak from experience. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of great programs like I use Gusto. Gusto, if mm. you're um, mm -hmm. <laughs> listening, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> That's what I used to. Although I've always, I kind of Gusto. Is it Gusto? Gusto, gusto. It's both, probably. Yeah, I call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pick your own what? flavor. Yeah. <laughs> gusto sounds more European and rich. <laughs> gusto. Gusto. Yeah, exactly. That's Italian. Yeah, exactly. Well, gusto is in like payroll.com. There's a lot of different mm -hmm. agencies mm -hmm. that help you. Mm -hmm. And then you just basically boop, boop, beep, fill it out. They give you a call and walk you through mm -hmm. how to fill mm -hmm. it all out. Mm -hmm. And then you set up payroll. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I love Gusto. I oh, use them for my practice as well. They're yeah. they're fantastic. It's great. Yeah, they won't advise you on reasonable salary, but mm -hmm. they will they will show you how easy it is to issue yourself payroll. Now, mm -hmm. going back to your question with payroll, so so yes, in, in effect, and this is how I do it for my clients. I what I do is if they have an S corp, and then also I know that there's going to be substantial income after that, and they're going to you know have to pay income tax on that. I will do withholding from their W-2 mm -hmm. each month as opposed, or you can do it at the end of the year because the nice thing about payroll other than quarterly estimated tax payments, quarterly estimated tax payments have due dates. And if you miss it by a day, you get penalized for, for missing that. Mm. With, a, with payroll, it's attributable for the entire year. So there's something called an S-Corp closeout process, which I perform for some of my clients as well, where we'll issue payroll in December because that payroll and the withholding, I mean, they have to have, obviously have substantial income in there for, for, the, for the taxes to be paid. Yeah. But, you know, we'll do a zero out payroll where... Um, we do it in December, and then it's attributable for the entire year, so you don't have to worry about doing it every single month or, you know, mm. if it's something that you just don't want to think about and you want to do it once a year. That's fine, mm -hmm. um, just as long as you're issuing yourself a reasonable salary. Yeah. Mm. Y'all, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like it needs to be a two-parter. I know. I know. We can do one just about S-Corps, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, we just finished recording with Beautiful George and realized there's so much information that we have to make this two episodes, mm -hmm. maybe three. It's probably going to be two. We don't know. <laughs> but this is where we're going to put a pin in it mm -hmm. for this episode. Mm -hmm. Tune in next week because we're going to circle back with George mm -hmm. and we're going to get into the weeds, into the nitty gritty. You're going to learn from more of my mistakes, lol. Um, <laughs> And apply these learnings to your beautiful lives. Mm -hmm. So don't miss out. Mm -hmm. We also have a new game that we're introing next week. So Ooh, stay hey. tuned. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun, a lot of learnings, but also yeah. like some boobies and like googies, you know? <laughs> don't take that out. That was awful. <laughs> I don't know what that was. All right, bye. 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 <laughs>